0: welcome for those who are in the house and those who are participating online we welcome you tonight let's stand just for a minute we're just going to go before the Lord and uh, we are just going to get ourselves in the right frame of heart (laughs) and uh, shut our minds down from the things that maybe we had to get into today you know how that is father we just thank you for this time together we thank you for your grace We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your ability. We thank you that this is the day that you have made. And before the foundations of the world, you saw today. It was prepared ahead of time. And God, you initiated a plan like no other where Jesus would come and he would die and he would free us from the bonds of Satan. He would free us from darkness and bring us into light. And so we're thankful that we live in the light. We walk in the light. That was made, that provision was made for us before the foundations of the world. And we're so grateful we're so honored we're so thankful we thank you for your amazing grace and your amazing love oh father we're just so thankful to you today and we rejoice and we are glad because everything that you do is good everything that you created is very good you said that we were made after your own image in your own likeness And so we thank you that we can walk like you, we can talk like you, we can commune with you, we can be a representative of you and your ways. We give you glory. Thank you for trusting us with your Holy Spirit. We give you glory and praise tonight in Jesus' name, amen. Glory. Before we uh, get started, anyone have a testimony or anything they'd like to share tonight? We're good for testimonies. We'll take testimonies any day of the week. Anybody have anything to share? Glory to God. All right. So maybe those online, if you've got something, uh, those participating online, if God's done something for you, just share that with us. We'd love to celebrate and rejoice with you. Amen. We love to rejoice with you. Thankful to the Savior for that. Glory to God. I, I shared it on our call, on our prayer call, and I might have shared it. I don't know if I shared it here or not, but I shared it on our prayer call. I had a testimony, uh, a, a group that we've been talking to for quite some time, and it's funny how things turn out. You know you know them uh, from Church of the Park, met these individuals there. They were assistant pastors of a church, and then they moved away, and they became assistant pastors, and now they are over a Teen Challenge in Connecticut. And so i uh, been talking to them about doing some leadership training. And uh, so we signed a contract with them, and we'll be doing two days, a day and a half, on the 4th and the 5th of November. And so thank God for that. I'm just grateful to him for the doors that are opening, because it's my heart to share uh, on leadership. And, to, to, and I learn when I teach. That's how I learn. And so, the more I teach, the more I learn. I learn with you. I am not the expert in this room. God is the expert in this room. The Holy Spirit is the expert in this room. I lean into Him and press into Him, and what He tells me, I share. And it's the same with the training that I do. I walk it out. As I walk it out, I share it. I cannot teach what I've not walked out. I'm not that girl. Don't put a book in front of me, say, learn it and teach it. No, I have to have that experience first, and then I can teach it. And so I'm grateful to God for that. That's a testimony that I have uh, because it's something that I've been working on for quite some time, and that's why it's so important to develop and cultivate relationships and connect with people where they're at, because you never know. (laughs) You never know. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. All right, let's look. And first, got to acknowledge uh, Patty here. She's not here tonight, but she has brought Fall to Father's House Family Church. It looks amazing. She did a wonderful job. Yes. Oh, good. She's uh, good. I talked enough, so we got a testimony. Come on up. So, yeah, so Patty, thank you so much for bringing Fall to us. And here's Miss Laura. She's going to share a testimony. It's a little one, but... I want to share it. (laughs) So uh, Isaac and I went to AAA the other day, and there was a lady coming out. So I opened the door for her, and then she was like, can you do me a big favor? I'm like, sure. So she handed me a a sticker. She was like, can you put the sticker on my license plate? I'm like, yeah. And then after I did that, she was like, can I give you some money for lunch? (laughs) (laughs) See? I'm like, "Uh." She was like, Don't be modest. <laughs> so she went in her purse. She took some money and gave it to Isaac and I to go get Aww, lunch. Yeah, see? That was cute. See that? You helped someone. She didn't, she didn't help the lady because she thought she was going to get something. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we only eat steak and lobster. <laughs> that was going to be lunch today. No, that's awesome. See, you help someone and that the Lord will repay. Amen? Glory to God in the right place, the right time. Glory. That's good. I like that. Thank you for sharing. Hallelujah. All right, let's go. Uh, let's get in the Word tonight. Um, we're going to talk about abiding in the Word, but I'm going to come at it from a different, uh, different way tonight. Uh, let's look at John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32. I'm going to read it out of the New King James Version. John 8, verse 31 and 32. It says, Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you read previous to this verse, you'll see that uh, there were many who believed on him, but there were many who didn't. And so he's talking, now he turns his attention from the ones who didn't believe to the ones who do. And so he turned his attention to them and he said, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. We know and believe that the word of god god's word the bible is the truth amen we believe that we also know that one of the roles that the holy spirit has is to lead us into all truth to lead us into all truth and we read that in john chapter 16 and verse 13 it says when the spirit of truth comes he will guide you into all truth He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. So the Holy Spirit is always ready to reveal truth from the Word of God to us. During our private time of fellowship with the Lord, or during our corporate time of fellowship with the Lord like we do in church here, the Holy Spirit is here and he is ready to show us the truth. Amen? He's ready to show us the truth. And so anytime you sit down to study God's word, tell him, I'm ready for you to show me what you're gonna show me today. And I know it's going to be truth." You can pray a verse I like in Psalm 119, verse 18. In the New Living, it says, open my eyes to see the wonderful truths of your instruction. I love that verse. Pray that before you sit down and read the word of God or pray Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16 to 23. We talked a lot about that verse, that our eyes would be open because he's ready to show us, but we've just got to ask him to do it. So Jesus said in John chapter 8, 31, if you abide in my word, the word abide speaks of a permanent condition. Not a temporary one. It's not like staying in a hotel overnight and just leaving. No, it's like your home, where you lay your head down at, where you put your shoes under the bed when they're supposed to be in the closet. When you, you know, where you're comfortable, where you abide. It means to dwell in, continue, or remain. One translation of this verse says, If you continue to obey my teaching, you truly are my followers. So the act of abiding in his word is permanent. It's permanent. If you continue or remain in his word, you are a disciple or a follower of Jesus. The term follower of Jesus is used a lot these days. It's it's kind of used just thrown out there. I'm a follower of Jesus follower of jesus and we know what that is we know where the term came from but uh we get that word if you think about it from the disciples remember jesus chose 12 he called them by name and he separated them and they were full time with him there were others who followed as well but these individuals gave up their jobs their families and everything else and jesus became their priority Traveling with Jesus and being with him was a lifestyle for them. And that's what a follower of Jesus is. (laughs) There were followers. (laughs) You know, there were people that followed. But a follower of Jesus, when we throw that out there, I'm a follower of Jesus, it's a lifestyle. It's a commitment. They left their home and their families. There was reward in that, Jesus told them. But we throw that out, and when you look at the life of many and know we're not their judge, but you could just look at fruit, right? A follower of Jesus is a person who does what he tells them to do. That's a follower of Jesus. And if you look at someone's life and you see them doing the opposite of what he told them to do, guess what? They're not following Jesus. (laughs) Because that's not following. They're just there. You know, they're just following something. <laughs> but not a follower of Jesus. It's easy to say. But following Jesus was their lifestyle. And that is what abiding in God's word should be. A lifestyle. A lifestyle. There are many that say they are a follower of Jesus. But yet, true discipleship, true discipleship is abiding in His Word. Abiding in His Word. And we're going to talk about that. It's not occasional, you know, it's not occasional when uh, the pressure is on and, oh, I need to do this now. No, it's every day, every day, every day abiding in His Word. And that's what's required as a follower of Jesus. We can't live any way we want to. And then when we get into trouble, say, Jesus, help me. (laughs) Now, when we are new followers of Jesus, we can get away with that. He's so patient and merciful. and and we're still learning about his word and how he operates and his ways, because we're new. We're new followers of Jesus. There's grace and mercy there. But as you grow in your understanding of his word and his ways, now there's action required, and we've got to grow up spiritually, so to speak. And so we've got to, you know, he's merciful with us and patient, But we've got to do this on a daily basis. The biggest gap we as individuals have, and I've said it before, uh, in this world, is the gap between what we know and what we do. The knowing and doing gap. (laughs) And this shows up in every area of our lives, including our spiritual lives. I know personally, physically, I know that physical activity does marvelous things for your body. I know I should not be sitting down at my computer all day without getting up to take 15, 20 minute breaks here and there. Not good for the eyes, not good for the body. Your body starts to pat itself to make you comfortable. (laughs) Body of a secretary all these years, right? Sitting down. So I know that physical activity is important. My doctor has told me that. I could turn on the TV. They tell you that. Get out and walk 15 minutes at least a day. I've done online webinars where they've taught you that. And all that information is awesome and amazing. But it does nothing for me if I don't do it. It's as if I never heard it. If I'm not doing it, it's as if I've never heard it. It's, that's as much of a difference it's making in my life. Well, spiritually, on the other hand, I can know Philippians 4.13. I can quote it to you. I can do a poetic, you know, uh, rendering of that scripture and quote it beautifully. And, and, and people, oh, she knows her word. She knows her word. And I can do that. I can write a powerful song about Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. But when that day comes, when I face a set of circumstances that is bigger than what I can handle in the natural, if the first words out of my mouth are, I can't, I haven't abided in the word of God. The word is not abiding in me. It it isn't, because what I say is what's abundantly on the inside of me it's in me in abundance in me in abundance because that's what's come out the word is doing me as much good as it is for the person who's never opened it and read it and that's tough to swallow because you're like oh at least i'm reading the word of god wow i read john grisham novels I really like John Grisham novels. Now, the last time I read one was, I don't know, four years ago. I used to read, I should say. Now I spend time doing other things. But I used to love John Grisham novels. And I've read a whole bunch of them. And years ago, that's all I did, is read John Grisham novels. And uh, I love the stories. I I love mysteries. And he puts a lot of mystery in there, trying to figure out who it is. And I, I really like it. But I can tell you, not one John Grisham book that I've read has changed my life. One way or another. One way or another. It's just checking a box, saying that was a great story. I vividly remember some of the storylines. But it has not changed my life. I am no better today because I read a John Grisham book. I'm no worse today because I read a John Grisham book. It was a good read. And that is the attitude that many Christians have about the Bible. It's a good read. It's a good read. But it will not change you. People say the word has the power to change. It sure does. But not if we're not applying it. We have to apply the word. We have to apply it. And so it's not going to change us if we don't let it change us. If I open it up and just read it and check off my box that I read this today, that was so good. Yeah, it was a good read. And that's great. You'll always be encouraged about the Word of God, especially if you read the scriptures that encourage you. (laughs) Stay around those verses, right? But we've got to dig into the Word of God and abide in it because we're followers of Christ. And that's what he said is required for this. And so it's tough to swallow, but the Holy Spirit is revealing truth to us tonight, isn't he? He's here. We've asked him to come. And he's revealing truth. And he knows that we, every follower of Christ, needs to take the time to assess this in their lives every so often. We just do an assessment of where we are in this arena. Where are we? And that's why he's talking to us about it. We all could come up in our abiding in the word. We all could. Glory to God. And so uh, something that every follower of Jesus should assess, like I said, because our wins and our successes as believers do not come from what we know. I don't win and succeed because of what I know. That's not how I win and succeed. It's knowledge acted upon that makes me win. That brings results. I've got I could know it. I can know. I could be sitting in a boat. The boat could get a hole in it. I can start to drown. And I know that the way to not drown is to get out of the boat. <laughs> Get out of the boat, swim to shore. But I could sit in that boat and I can go down with the ship and never do anything else after that. I'm done. Why? Because I knew it. Oh, I know what to do. But there's a difference between knowing and actually doing something. And that is what we do with the Word of God. A lot of times we know it, but are we doing it? A few weeks ago, we talked about faith in action, we talked about how faith requires a response. And uh, action must accompany faith. We see that in James chapter 2. And so when we study the word of God and get some knowledge, it begins with knowledge. I'm not saying that we don't need to know because you got to know. <laughs> you can't act on something if you don't know. And so it begins with knowledge. But that's not where it ends. That's the beginning. That's the beginning. That's where this starts from, for us. We need knowledge of God and his word. But it's knowledge acted upon. That brings the results. And so we he's revealing truth to us. So what truth? When we read and study the word of God, what truth is he revealing to us? Uh, if I'm studying the word of God concerning a particular subject, and it's funny, because as I was doing this, Ephesians 5 came into my heart. And I said, Oh Lord, okay, I'll use that as an example. So I I, I just said Okay, if I'm doing my general reading, you know, my daily reading, and I come to Ephesians chapter 5, and I'm here in Ephesians chapter 5 and I start reading. <laughs> I started reading at chapter 5, and I realized, oh, <laughs> this is a chapter about abiding in the Word of God. <laughs> and so God used that example, uh, but it really is an example of abiding in the Word. So I'm going to show you how I do this. Now, I don't do this with every time i open the word of god i'll be honest with you i don't do this every time i open the word of god but if i'm working on something there's a need in my life i'm facing an issue that i don't have the answer for in the natural if if there's uh something and i'll do this too when i'm studying because i i like to put myself in the shoes of those who i'm speaking to and say lord what kind of questions would individuals ask so this is how you can abide in the word and Learn how to take action on what you read because that's the only way that word's going to get down in your heart and help you and sustain you. So this chapter in Ephesians chapter 5, you can turn there, it talks about living in the light and living by the Spirit's power. The beginning of chapter 5 clearly lists the behaviors of those who walk and live in darkness. I mean, it lists clearly the things that people who live in darkness do. That's what it lists. And then it goes on to warn those who live in the light to stay away from those things. I mean, this doesn't get any clearer than Ephesians chapter 5. In fact, verse 6 tells us, don't be fooled by those who try to excuse the sins that it lists up above. (laughs) In chapter 5, for the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. Verse 7 says, don't participate in the things these people do. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. For this light where within you produces only what is good and right and true. Glory to God. Now, I want, you to, I want to read this to you out of the message. <laughs> so when I'm studying, if something, it seems really good to me, I say, let's get it to be gooder. <laughs> I know that's not a, 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 an English word, but gooder. I want it to be better than this. I got to really understand this. So I start looking at different translations. That's how I study. So I got to the message translation. Here's what verse 6 to 9 says. Don't let yourselves get taken in by religious smooth talk. God gets furious with people who are full of religious sales talk but want nothing to do with him. Don't even hang around people like that. You groped your way through that murk once but no longer. You're out in the open now. The bright light of Christ makes your way plain. So no more stumbling around. Get on with it. (laughs) The good, the right, the true, these are the actions appropriate for daylight hours. Figure out what will please Christ and then do it. (laughs) Abiding in the Word of God. Glory to God. Glory to God. It doesn't get any plainer than that. So I thought the Lord just led me to this chapter as, you know, my little example about how I go ahead and I process this and how I examine myself concerning this. But it really does have an accurate picture of what someone who abides in the word and lives in the light, how we should walk. So say I just read this verse and now I'm wrapping up my time with the Lord before I get up and go on to something else, prayer or anything else. I sit and I think about this for a few minutes. And I ask, okay, how can this verse become reality in my life? I ask these questions. Uh, Is there anything I need to change today? And so this is very general, very general. I'm asking these questions. How does this verse relate to me today and what I'm going through today? And if you'll let him... As you're asking the questions, the Holy Spirit will start prompting you with things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I could see that. Because it's the application of this particular word that's going to bring you that win that you need in your life. Again, I can read it and say, bless God, that's a good word. But if I continue to hang around with people that don't want anything to do with God, and I continue to make excuses for the things that, it's called sin, <laughs> and I continue to participate in those things that the verse tells me not to participate in, it's, if, it's as if I didn't even read that scripture today, isn't it? That scripture's not going to do me any good, none whatsoever. I can't read over that and go down to the verse that says, Husbands, love your wives. See, my husband's supposed to love me. You better love me. Well, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, it's, it's really as we pick and choose what we want to act on and what we don't. Not abiding in the word. Not abiding in the word. We abide in the whole word <laughs> or none at all. We've got to do what God has told us to do if we want the results. Now, if we're happy where we are, that's fine. Fighting battle, battle after battle. I'm not happy fighting battle after battle. God's fought the battle for me. I'm done fighting. <laughs> and so I need things in my life to just settle down. <laughs> and so I've got to abide in the Word of God, the whole Word of God. And so... Uh, It's not going to make any difference in my life if I don't do it, if I just kind of go over it and go to the next thing. And the devil is something. Think about this. Mark chapter 4, it says the sower sows the word, and then it talks about how Satan comes immediately to take the word that was sown in our hearts. Well, so we know this. So we know that if we don't continue to meditate on it, if we don't start doing it, if you start doing it, it's hard for him to take the word away from you because if I start putting it to practice right away, right away I put it to practice it's hard for him to take that away if you are if you go to school you learn a concept whether it's math or something else and you begin to practice it immediately you're not going to soon forget that now if you do it just to get by just like I did to just study for the test and they go ask you where's Wisconsin on the map I don't know I learned it second grade that was the end I don't know where it's on that So that's because why? Because I didn't practice it. I didn't, I just did it. I passed the test. That's it. I just passed the test. Well, we don't want that. We want to have the word in us, not to say I know it. Oh, I know that. I know the word says that. I know, I know, I know. No, not to say that, but actually do it. Back it up with some action and do it. Here's another thing, though, that the devil does. Okay, he comes and steals the word that's in your heart. But here's the thing. When you read a verse like that and continue to do what it says not to do, now you start to feel guilty. And the devil will make sure that you get with guilt and condemnation. Now you start to feel bad about it. Now, guess what? I ain't reading tomorrow because I'll be reminded of what I'm not doing that I'm supposed to do. So then I stop reading for a few days. And then... I don't go to church I stop going to church because that guilt is working on me. I'm going to be reminded that I need to do the Word if I go to church. So you start doing that. So the devil will even work if you don't do the Word, if you don't do it. Either way, as a Christian, he he just wants to frustrate you so you stop doing it altogether. So whether you do it or not, he's still going to come at you. But when you have the Word in you, you'll have power to overcome. You'll get in front of him. And so this is where a lot of Christians are right now, (laughs) right here. (laughs) A lot of Christians are, not in this church. This is where a lot of Christians are, though. But now what happens when I take the word literally and I do it? Let me read you Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 to 5 in the message. Listen to this. Watch what God does, then you do it, like children who learn proper behavior from their parents. Mostly what God does is love you. Keep company with him and learn a life of love. We confess 1 Corinthians 13 often. We confess that word. But if I'm not spending time with love himself, that's just going to be hard work for me to stay in love. But when I keep company with someone who is love, his love flows out of him to me and out of me to others. It just happens naturally. I will not have to, oh Lord, mm-hmm, make me walk in love with this. one. No, I, it will not be work to do it when it, I keep company with him and we learn a life of love, abiding in his word. Otherwise, uh, uh, observe how Christ Loved us. I'm sorry, not otherwise. Observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious, but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. Live like that. (laughs) It tells us, live like that. Live like that. Don't allow love to turn into lust. Setting off a downhill slide into sexual promiscuity, filthy practices, or bullying greed. Though some tongues just love the taste of gossip, those who follow Jesus have better uses for language than that. (laughs) I love it. Don't talk dirty or silly. That kind of talk does not fit our style. (laughs) I love it. Thanksgiving is our dialect glory to god verse 5 says so you can be sure that using people or religion or things just for what you can get out of them the usual usual variations on idolatry will get you nowhere and certainly nowhere near the kingdom of christ the kingdom of god (laughs) okay so what happens if i take this verse literally, and I ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, open my eyes and show me the truth of this word. And Then I wait on him to do just that. If I'm working on a particular uh, issue or I need a breakthrough in a certain area, I'll usually read the verses several times over and over again. Like I said, I'll look at different translations until one just speaks to me. This, this verse in the message spoke to me more about abiding in the word than maybe the other translation did. The other translation did too, but this one was clear. I mean, I, I couldn't mess that one up if I tried. So remember, um, this is, I'll, at this point is usually when I'll start my assessment with the help of the Holy Spirit who reveals truth. But remember, belief is not always truth. You hear your truth, his truth. Uh, Belief is not always truth. Our beliefs don't always align with the word of God. In fact, there's a study that shows 70% of yours and mine, are programmed beliefs are negative and disempowering. 70% of the programmed beliefs you have, and where'd you get them? from your childhood, from your life experiences, from things that happened to you, from your perception of the world, from all of that. 70% of what you believe to be true is negative and disempowering. That's not aligned to the word of God. God's word is empowering. And so as Christians, we've got to change that. And how do we do that? The truth of the word of God Will do that. And when the Holy Spirit reveals truth to us, what truth He's revealing is the truth in that word of Scripture that can relate to my life and that can change my life. How that word can change my life. He makes it relevant to you, not just words on a page like it is to millions of other people, a good read. No, He will highlight it and make it applicable and relatable to you. For that moment. So I ask these questions, okay? The verse mentions gossiping, right? I don't just read over it and pretend like I didn't see it. I say, Holy Spirit. Now, as you're reading it, you might already, if you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, you might be like, oh yeah, Monday at two o'clock, I know where I was standing and who I was talking to and who about. Okay, Holy Spirit, I got you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because if you're sensitive, He's talking. As you're reading, He's talking. But maybe not. Maybe you're like, okay, I'm really being sincere here. No, nothing's coming. Holy Spirit, I need you to show me. If I ever, this week or at any time, show me the opportunities that I've had that maybe I I took those opportunities and I didn't think it was gossip, but it might have been gossip. So just show me, show me, show me, show me. And then just sit and let him show you. And if you're sincere, he's going to show you. (laughs) <laughs> it's going to come very quickly. You don't got to sit there all day. It's going to come quick. And what do you do when it comes? Repent. Just very easy. Sorry. <laughs> you are so right. Don't, don't do what it says in verse 6. Make excuses for it. Well, you know. I'm just concerned for Sister Susie. And out of concern for her, we were talking. We were just talking. You know, it didn't hurt anybody. We, were, we didn't say anything bad. We were actually saying some good stuff. Didn't you hear how we said that she has a, Yeah, no. Excuse. Excuse. If I want to do what this word says and I want the benefit of living in the light and, and having his love flow out of me towards that individual, I got to repent. So I repent of it. And then I say, okay, that's not the end. Now I need some help, Holy Spirit. (laughs) I need some help here. Can you help me (laughs) the next time I'm in that situation? Because this individual that I was talking to has a lot of concern for that person. Help me when I get in that situation again. Just remind me and let me know what to do. And I can guarantee you the next time you're backed up in a corner not wanting to gossip (laughs) and she comes to you or he comes to you and starts talking, you will be prompted. You'll feel that right here. Now you have a choice to make. Again, do the word, right? Do the word. So you have a choice to make. Am I going to continue and go home and repent again? (laughs) Repent means to change and not do it again. So am I going to do that? Or am I going to change it right there and then and say, listen, you know what? I really feel strongly that instead of talking, which is not doing anything for that individual, can you just take a minute and pray with me for that person? Let's just pray. They might need our prayer. I feel like they need our prayer. Okay. A win for us. Guess what that does for you? Spiritually, spiritually, you don't even realize what that does for you in the spirit. If we only, if our eyes were just open to see what that would do and that release that happens in the spirit when we are obedient to the word of God. And so we don't just read scripture and throw it out there and skip over the things that we don't understand. There are lots of things I don't understand in the word of God. I actually just bought a book on the book of Revelation by Hilton Sutton. I don't know if you've ever read it. I bought it a while ago, but I've been reading that because there are some things, I'm sorry, in the book of Revelation, but I want to understand it. What is this crazy character coming up out of the water with 10 legs and this? I am thankful. I am going out on the first load. I am not gonna be here for this. (laughs) I watch fallen skies. I know what those things look like. No. (laughs) And so I'm thinking, what is the I mean, but it's all representation, you know, and it's all so I'm learning because I don't want to be ignorant of it. And it says in the word that those who read Revelation are blessed. And so it says it's a blessing for us to read. Now, I usually will read all the stuff I understand. But did you know, and I'm going to say it, and I'm going to leave it there. You're going to have to go research this. We talk about we are the bride of Christ, the church. We are not the bride of Christ. Go look it up. Because in the book of Revelation, we're here. The bride's already with Jesus. <laughs> Jerusalem. Okay, we're not going to talk about that. But that's something that I always thought. He said in Ephesians chapter 5, like Christ loves the church. But we've translated it and turned it around to we are the bride of Christ. But read the Bible. You'll get it. You'll get it. You'll see it. But see, I don't like to be ignorant of that stuff. I hear it and I'm like, wait, I got to go study it for myself. I'm not taking your, don't take my word for it. Go study it and you'll see. Go study it you'll see. But uh, so, when I'm ignorant of something and I read something and I don't understand it, I'm like, I don't know. Pull out the translations. Don't skip over it because you want to be blessed by that. And if we're supposed to be doers of the word, I need to understand what that word is i need to understand it so don't just skip over it we've done that for so long we skip over it but don't do that Uh, it's very important that we have a clear understanding and that's the holy spirit's job is to clarify things for us and to show us these things put us in remembrance he'll say remember what jesus said over here and you're like oh a scripture will come to mind yeah jesus did say something you go over there and you oh that explains it It's fun to study the Word of God when you do it that way. If you sit down and you just open the Word and you start reading, I can guarantee you you'll be asleep in 10 minutes because if if you're not planning on doing it. But if you read it intentionally, saying I'm going to do something after I get done here. At the end, I'm going to ask myself some application questions and we're going to put this Word to work today. And this is how we do life with God. This is how we abide in the word. We have to do the word to abide in it. (laughs) It has to become a part of who we are, our nature. And so it's not about reading chapters, closing our Bibles and saying, whoo, that was a good read. It's about getting it down to our hearts. And we do that by applying it. This is how we start to close that gap, that that knowing and doing gap. This is how we start to close that in our lives. And it's important that we do, because if, if, if we'll do that, we're going to be blessed. I like a story that John Maxwell told. Charles Lautner, he was a famous actor, and they uh, had a family, they had a Christmas party that he went to with a family. And uh, they were at the party, and they said, "We're gonna go around the room, and we want everybody to share your favorite passage that best uh, illustrates to you the spirit of Christmas." And so, you know, people started saying different things. When it came to Charles Lawton, he's a great actor, a great orator, orator, and he said he quoted Psalm 23. He quoted Psalm 23 beautifully, poetically, and everyone clapped and cheered, you know, great job. And so he went, uh, they went to the next family member, next family member. Finally, it was at the end, the night was getting late, and uh, there was an aunt of the family. She was an elderly aunt, and she was sitting in a corner sleeping. (laughs) So someone said, I want to know what Aunt so and so wants. So tapped her and said, Here's what we're doing. Do you want to participate? We'd like for you to participate. She said, okay. She woke up and she recited Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. By the time she got done, the whole room was in tears. They didn't clear and clap and cheer like they did for the other guy, but they were in tears. And so on the way back to the hotel or wherever he was going, Someone asked him, wasn't it different, like how people responded to you when you said it? And he, he goes, oh, no, I knew the psalm, but she knew the Savior. She knew the shepherd. That's why they cleared. It's something to recite it and say it. But when you know him and he, you have that relationship with him, Because you've spent time with him. You've let him speak to you. You've asked yourself questions that can, we call them depth charged questions, that you go deep and you ask yourself these questions and let him, you know, Kelly Copeland uses it, let him diagnose you. She uses that terminology. Let him diagnose you. Here's what you need fixing in your life. Yeah. But uh, that only happens if I'm willing to open my heart to him and when you're just reading to read and check off the box you're not looking to open up to anything because that there goes more time most christians are like okay if i can find the time to read i will okay what's the shortest chapter <laughs> i could read today what's the shortest one and i think about i think about god in heaven and i think about him sending Jesus, and I think of his extravagant love that he has for me. I think of that, and I think about how men and women have given their lives to have this word printed. In some parts of the country, they don't even have it. They take a page, and they have to eat it after they get done, when they get caught with it. And I think about how many of us can't even find ours. How many of us don't even open it. And I think, how how does God feel? Because I know how I feel when I start thinking about it. He loves us. And he's like, I know, I know. You keep praying to me about that situation. Open my word. I'll show you. I'll show you where your answer is. I'll show it to you, chapter and verse, if you'll just open it and give me some time. Just give me the time. Open it up. Open it up. I'll show you where that answer is. I want to help you. That's his heart for us. He's given us. He's given us the answer. He's put it in our hands. He's put it in our houses, in our homes. <laughs> we have some in our cars. I got one in the back seat of my car right now. <laughs> We have them everywhere. You could go to Walmart and buy this. You could go to a hotel and steal it. I mean, I didn't say that. But you can go anywhere and get a Bible. You can't. He did. (laughs) He did. (laughs) I'm telling about him. But you can go anywhere and get the Word of God. And it's one thing, again, it's one thing to to read it, you know, uh, but for ourselves. And I'm talking, this is our personal thing. This is our private time with the Lord and let him talk to us because it's only by abiding in his word and abiding in his word. Remember, knowledge acted upon gets results. And so we learn from him. We learn about him. We get the knowledge, but we've got to take the step. What is that next step? When you get done reading, what's my next step? So you could ask him tonight. Okay, I heard this tonight. What's my next step? And I don't mean, oh, well, I need to study more. Well, that's my next step. I need to study more. No, that's not enough. Go deeper. Okay, when am I going to study more? How important is this to me? Well, let's see. Here's my schedule. When can I put put this? Well, I think I should do it first thing in the morning. Okay, well, I can't get up at that time then. i got to get up at least a half hour early to do it. That's what we have to do. You know, I do this with leadership. I do this with all of that. And and some people don't like it. They're like, I don't like that stuff. But you know what? If you don't do it with that, you ain't doing it with this. This is where it starts. Our spiritual life is so important. And if we'll value God's word, then he can start to use us in the way he wants to use us. But if we can't even start to give this its rightful place in our lives, and not just by reading it. I'm not talking about putting in extra time to read the word. You may be putting in a lot of time to read the Word of God. And that's wonderful. That's amazing. But you want to make sure that you're doing the Word. Just as much time with the application. So you may say, I'm going to have an application day. This All I'm going to do is do the Word of God because I don't know that I'm practicing it all that I should, okay? We're going to have an application. And the more you do it, the more naturally it becomes. The more natural it becomes. Because again, we can't read what the Word says and do the opposite and say, I don't know what happened. We find ourselves way over there. I don't, how, how did this happen? Well, it happened because I'm not obeying the Word of God. I've got to do it. I've got to just do what He says. That's it. i got to do what He says. And the more I grow up in Him, the more is expected <laughs> to whom much is given much is required so you know he talks about the least and the greatest in his kingdom you know he talks about that much is required much is required we see many people have have spent much time in the word of god their private devotion and they are doers of the word and you can see the fruit you can see the fruit in their ministries, in their lives. And you may have areas in your life where you've gotten this down. Oh yeah, no. When it comes to that verse, I'm a doer of that word. Well, how'd that happen? Well, you know, I did spend a lot of time confessing it because it sure had a lot of things happening in my life. Yeah, well, there's more to, to it. Confession is good. We've got to confess the word. But there's also a doing that's involved. And God will tell you the steps to take to do it. But I'm talking about getting the Holy Spirit engaged. He's there, ready to reveal the the truth. Jesus said again in uh, John chapter eight, he said to those who believed, and I believe every one of us is that person. If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. We always quote, the truth sets us free, but we got to do that first part. It's conditional. And then you will know the truth and the truth, will set you free so we abide in his word amen Amen. glory to God glory to God let's get ready to give tonight if you would like to give you can raise your hand and the ushers will serve you those online you can give on our website fhfcma.com there's a link there to give as well father we thank you for this opportunity that we have to apply your word at this very moment you said that you love a cheerful giver and you tell us to give And you tell us not to give hesitantly or or stingily, (laughs) but you tell us to give liberally. And so we can obey and honor your word by doing that. It's not because we have to do it. We get to do it because we love you. And so I thank you, Father, for this opportunity. I thank you that we can give cheerfully with a good heart, a good attitude, give out of love just as you gave to us. We appreciate that. We appreciate that everything you do is out of love for us. And so I thank you, even this evening, for this message that you've given to us. We receive it. Help us, Holy Spirit, as we go through the week, as we honor our time with the Lord, as we keep company with him. Holy Spirit, help us and reveal to us the truth of how we can apply that word to our lives so we can see the results every time, not occasionally, but time. Every single time we can see the word work in our lives. In Jesus' name, we give honor and glory to you for it. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. So a couple things uh, we have um, coming up. We are going to cancel the, or we have canceled uh, the, uh, the event in uh, November, the uh, Christmas carol. We're going to uh, wait until this season passes us uh, with all their requirements (laughs) and we will see what happens after that because they are requiring masks and vaccine proof and all that. So let's see what happens. So we're going to forego that for right now and uh, we'll be doing other things. Uh, Don't forget to sign up on that back table right there uh, for the 31st. Uh, It will be great to have uh, good participation because uh, the neighborhood will come. We posted it on both Dighton sites and people have been liking it and saying this is great. So that's good. Uh, it's from 2.30 to 4.30 I believe. So the time is earlier. Uh, and so it's light. Our parking lot does not not do too well when it's dark, <laughs> can't see. So uh, it'll be good uh, before the kids you know, start going out they can come here. Uh, we'll have some games, have a good time with them, sign up for uh, to decorate your car uh, and just kind of put on there what theme you want to do. I know the youth are going to be getting involved this year more than uh, last year. We'll have lots of candy and it's going to be a good time so don't forget to sign up for that. Also, that's on October the 31st. Also. Uh, on uh, the 23rd which is the week before that uh, we do have the live to lead encore presentation and uh, that doesn't mean we're watching the same one from last year it's an encore of the one that's happening this Friday this Friday it's happening uh, and so we'll be watching uh, the replay of that Uh, the speakers this year are just amazing and so I know that you will get something from each and every one of them. All of them uh, have spoken into my life with the exception of one, I've yet to hear him. I will hear him on Friday. But with the exception of one, the other five speakers have spoken into my life and have enriched my life in a way that I'm like, wow. And we know how last year it was. I mean, last year was just phenomenal. And so I am expecting great things for this year. So anyone who serves on the Impact Team Uh, This is an investment that we make in you. And so I ask that you set that day aside on the 23rd. Come and be a part of it. Lunch will be served just like it was last year. And uh, we're hoping to have some of the, I'm going to put this out to the RMAI churches that we are uh, affiliated with. And so hopefully we'll get some uh, more people to come and join us as well from this session. We'll be doing some takeaways and action steps for uh, us going forward into 2022 to set us up for next year i'm already probably into mid to late 2022 i'm like we're only in 2021 <laughs> and so with planning and things so i'm excited about what god has for us in 2022 we're going to finish out this year strong amen we've got great things coming up this year Uh, And so, also, I believe the married couples are doing something on the 16th movie night. So there's a sign-up sheet also on that back table. So don't forget to sign up. For some reason, this church and sign-ups—I don't know what it is about the about us—but we just don't like to put our names down on paper or something. Very last minute with everything. Let's learn to not procrastinate. Let's learn and be that church where when someone says sign up, we're one of the first ones because I always want to be the first in line. Amen? I always want to be the first in line. Here's why I say that. A lot of times when there's a sign-up sheet on the table, it's because we're trying to plan things. (laughs) We're trying to see, okay, what do we need to get? What do we need to do? And so it's always good to have a a, a sense of who's going to be in the room and how many people, that kind of thing. So whenever there's a sign-up, if you know that... There's probably, the probability of me going is pretty high. I'm not sure. But you know what? I'm probably not going to go unless something comes up. Let me sign up. Just sign up. Just go to the back table and just sign your name. (laughs) And then we'll figure it out when the day comes, okay? Glory to God. All right. Well, let's uh, be dismissed. Those of you who participated with us tonight, I hope you were blessed. We love you and we'll see you soon. God bless you.